Life Audio. Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. Take a minute to visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community of Real Refreshment listeners who are taking the dare to be in the Word as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Good day to all of you. I am sitting here with my beloved hot tea on this day, wishing that I was sitting with you and we could share a scone and some hot tea. That would be my preference. And just dig into this passage together. I'm surrounded by my beloved tools of the Bible and my exhaustive concordance and my hymnal and my notebook. And I have all of these thoughts running through my head. And I would just love to just see your smiling face and to hear what the Lord is teaching you through this series. We are in part five of a series of Advent devotions. We have already talked about two women, one barren and one betrothed. We talked about two men, a priest and a carpenter. We talked about the little town of Bethlehem. And last time we talked about unnamed shepherds. And today we are going to talk about two saints seeking and serving. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. But look around you, your family, your faith, they're not in the way, they are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up, it's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung Hero, a for King and Country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. So this story, it's the depth of it, I really hope is coming home to you this year. And again, one of the things that I think is so remarkable about the Word of God is we can read it and read it and read it and read it and study it and never exhaust its power and its meaning and its transformational 
power in our own lives. We keep coming back to it. That's what God's instruction is, that we would meditate and memorize and marinate in it. And the reason why is he knows that it's good for us and knows it's good for us to be in the truth, especially in a time, our time, this cultural moment, that there's just this explosion, this proliferation of lies going on. We need to, as the people of God, we need to be steeping ourselves in truth and God's word is truth. And so I hope that you are taking time to be in the passages we're looking at. I hope that you're just reading and rereading, seeking that the Holy Spirit of the mighty God will teach you. That is, you know, there are a lot of prayers that we blame God for never answering. I don't happen to believe that any prayer ever goes unanswered. I really think that the ones we say are unanswered were actually answered. They just weren't answered the way we wanted them to be. And so we chalk it up to unanswered. But that's not the same thing, right? But one prayer that I believe God always answers is when we seek Him and ask Him to teach us, to make us, to mold us, to transform us into the image of His Son. I believe that that is a prayer He answers every single time. Sometimes those moldings are things that are very small and we don't even notice them, though other people in our lives may notice them. They may be quite dramatic on the outside, just small on the inside. And then other times I know in my own life, I have asked and prayed that same prayer and he has just lobbed some things off of me. Sometimes it's really fine sandpaper that he uses. Sometimes it is a really, (laughs) it's a big hammer that he's like, okay, honey, we got to get rid of this. So I don't know, again, where you are in that transformational process that sanctification process, but know that I'm praying for you listeners. I am praying that God is speaking to you, growing you, encouraging you, drawing you, wooing you through this study, through all of His Word, but especially this season as we celebrate the advent of the Christ. So let's look this time our passage. We're still in Luke 2. Luke um, is the one that gives the most detail to the birth of the Christ child. And so we've been in Luke 1 and 2 for this entire series. You can find different other components. For example, the dream that Joseph has in the second of this series is actually only found in the book of Matthew. But otherwise, we pretty much camped out in Luke. So this time, specifically for two saints seeking and serving, we are in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 through 35. And so I'm going to I'm going to acknowledge the first few verses. I'm, I'm starting with 21 just before the reference I just gave you. 21 through 24. They're really important to the entire story, but I don't or I'm not going to take the time today to take all that apart from you. I would encourage you to study verses 21 through 24 with a really great study Bible at hand, cross-reference Bible. It is just Packed with facts. It's crossover from the Old Testament. If you've doubted or wondered if the Old Testament and the New Testament have any relationship to each other at all, these five verses will prove that to you. Clearly, this whole story from Genesis to Revelation is interwoven. And these verses, 21 to 20, through 24, are just full of references to the Old Testament. It talks about Mary and Joseph coming to present Jesus at the temple after eight days, talks about his circumcision, talks about 
that they came to make a sacrifice. All of this is significant. Mary had to go through purification, a time of purification after giving birth to a son. The fact that Jesus was the firstborn is of significance. And there are so many passages in Exodus, Leviticus, and even in Numbers referencing the significance of all of this based on Mosaic law. So I don't want to steal the joy of seeking those things out for you. And I really want to encourage you to drill down and take some time to study those things. It From those verses, you will learn the significance of Old Testament law. You will understand, you come to understand the specificity of Old Testament law. Um, Also, there's evidence, again, as though we didn't need it, to underscore the fact that Mary and Joseph were not a wealthy couple. They were very humble. And we see this in the offering that they bring. And we also see they were known to be righteous. And remember when the angel comes to Mary, it says, he greeted her saying she was favored. And we see here that why they were, why is that true for both Joseph and for Mary? Well, because they were obedient to the Old Testament law. They weren't lazy. They weren't flippant. They were very intentional. They took the law of the Lord very, um, Directly, and they were determined, obviously, to obey it. You'll remember the command of God is, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's it's not a complicated command. His law is not complicated. It is simple. I didn't say it was easy. It's simple. It's laid out, and we see in these verses, again, Luke chapter 2, verse 21 through 24, we see the obedience of Mary and Joseph in bringing their firstborn son the Son of God, to the temple in Jerusalem to present him to God. Now, again, please do study that, but it's it's too much for our time here because what I want to focus on are these two saints that we meet here in the temple because this is beautiful. I'm going to suggest to you today that we have an example in these two, Simeon and Anna, we have examples of two people who finished strong who weren't dilly-dallying, who weren't puttering, who weren't just lounging around. We have here two saints that were living intentionally in their old age. And so I want to pick up in verse 25 and our remaining time together today. Verse 25, and it says, There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout. I hope you've seen throughout this series, there's a theme here. These people that God has worked in and through, these stories, these lives that he's woven together as he is telling his story, as he is working to redeem mankind, right? There's a theme here. They are humble. Characteristically, they are humble. They're also righteous. These are people who are seeking to honor the Lord in word and deed. And we have that again here. Simeon is described in the Bible as righteous and devout, looking, it says, continuing in verse 25, looking for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Verse 26, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Wow, here's a man who wanted to see the peace of Israel. He knew the Old Testament. He knew the prophecy. Obviously, that's what it would mean here. He knew 
that there was a promised one to come, and he was looking, he was looking, he was looking. And it seems from this passage that he had prayed that he would, in fact, get to see the consolation or the peace, right? The Prince of Peace, that he would get to see the peace of Israel before he died. That was revealed to him, Scripture says, by the Holy Spirit. And he came in the Spirit, to the temple. So Simeon's living in Jerusalem. He has this prayer. He's been assured by the Holy Spirit. Here's another moment in this story where there is this particular point in time. I don't think I've mentioned this yet as we've marched through this story, but here is a remarkable thing. The God who exists outside of time interjected himself into time on time. And there are several points in this story that we're looking at where timing was an issue. Time mattered. So we've got Mary and Joseph at the temple. They brought Christ to dedicate him. And the Spirit moves Simeon to go to the temple. And so in obedience to the Spirit, he goes to the temple. And when the parents brought in the child, Jesus to carry out for him the custom of the law. Then he took him into his arms and blessed God and said, this is Simeon speaking now, listen to this. Now, Lord, you are releasing your bondservant to depart in peace according to your word. Now, pause here. Who else had said that same phrase? What had Mary said? May it be unto me according to your word. That was her response to her interaction with the angel, to God's invitation to Mary through the angel. Mary's response, may it be unto me according to your word. And here, Simeon, same phrase, according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all people. Where did we see the phrase all people? We saw that just last time when the angel comes and announces to the lowly shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. The angel said, this is good news that I bring to you of great joy, which will be for all people. There are repetitive phrases here that are really important. A light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Awesome. This is what Simeon speaks over Jesus here in the temple. In verse 33, it says, And his father and his mother, Joseph and Mary, were amazed at these things. They were amazed. See, this is another one of those points of affirmation that I mentioned to you yesterday. Along this journey that was not easy, that had its challenges, right? We've already talked about loneliness. We've already talked about ending up in a stable. We've already talked about, I mean, I'm just telling you, I gave birth seven times and it's hard. It's hard work. And Mary bore the Son of God. And yet, over and over and over, even in these difficulties, in these lonely moments, in the challenges that they faced, God was there affirming every step of the way. Every step of the way. And here's another one in the temple with Simeon. His father and his mother were amazed at these things which were being said about their child. Verse 34, And Simeon blessed them. And he said to Mary his mother, So Simeon blesses them, 
But then he turns to Mary, and this, listen to what he says. This is prophetic. He says this, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and for a sign to be opposed, and a sword will pierce your heart, and a sword will pierce even your own soul, to the end that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Wow. He speaks directly to Mary. Directly to Mary. And he says, this child, this child, this child, your child, it's going to be a point of opposition. Some people are going to celebrate, some people not so much, right? And he says this directly to Mary, this prophetic word. It is absolutely remarkable to me to meet Simeon, this older man, righteous, devout, looking intently, paying attention to what was going on at the time and around him, having prayed to see the consolation of Israel. Yes, he says that he was confident that God was going to answer his prayer, and he comes in that day, and we see him rejoicing. Now, I want you to take some time then. I want you to lay alongside this prayer of rejoicing that we just read from Simeon, lay it alongside in your quiet time and your study time, lay it alongside the Magnificat by Mary, and lay that alongside the prayer and praise from Zechariah. And see these three, Zacharias and Mary and Simeon, look at how they praise God for Jesus for his answered prayer, for his faithfulness, for his provision. It's absolutely beautiful, the parallel and how these complement each other, all three of these. But that's not all. We don't just get Simeon at this moment. It's a twofer. We also get Anna picking up in verse 36. And there was a prophetess, Anna, from the tribe of Asher, 
She was advanced in years and had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then as a widow to the age of 84. I mean, really, way to go, Anna. She never left the temple serving night and day with fastings and prayers. That has a crossover to what we talked about last time about the shepherds, right? The shepherds were devoted to their flocks. The shepherds didn't go home at night. The shepherds were shepherds night and day. This is what they did, and we see that paralleled here in the life of Anna. Serving was what she did. This is what she did. Day and night with prayer and fasting, she was serving other people. At that very moment, it says, the moment at which Simeon has just spoken to Mary, at that moment, it says, she came up and began giving thanks to God and continued to speak of Jesus to all those who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna comes up right when Simeon is speaking of this child, and Anna, Anna rejoices. And she, in turn, tells and testifies to everyone else who's looking for the redemption, tells everyone else what she has seen and what she has heard. I love these two witnesses, these saints that were in the temple right on time for the blessing of Joseph and Mary, for the affirmation of Mary to encourage her in this moment. Again, I want to tell you that in your loneliest moment, in those moments when you're wondering if this is really, did you hear right? Is it real? Was that exactly what God asked you to do? And you find yourself doing something And it could be any number of things. Mom, it could be deciding that you're going to step away from your career to stay home with your kids. It could be you've decided to bring your kids home and home educate. It could be that you're going to have another child. It could be that you've decided to move. It could be that you've decided to go into ministry. It could be you've decided to take up um, taking care of maybe one of your family members, whatever it is. And we, we often are so thrilled at the beginning of any one of the things that we believe God's called us to. And then things get hard. And things get difficult. And we get tired and we get confused and we begin to wonder, maybe that wasn't, maybe it was just a really bad burrito. Maybe that wasn't really what God wanted us to do. Maybe we heard wrong right? I've done that. You've done that. And I just see the consistency through this story of God affirming them and encouraging Joseph and Mary. Joseph and Mary, I'm right here. I'm right with you. And you need to know that God's right there, right with you. In the hard, in the exhausting, in the confusing, in the frustrating, God is right there. Just because those things are there doesn't mean that He has abandoned you. And you can depend on Him as you seek and trust and obey. As you seek and trust and obey. That's what it's like to walk faithfully, is to trust and obey. We cannot claim to be walking faithfully if we refuse to trust and obey. If we lean into reckless rebellion, we cannot claim to be faithful. We cannot wonder why. Why? Things are falling apart. We can't wonder why if we're not trusting and obeying. And we see the example in Simeon and Anna and two who resolved to trust 
and obey. They persistently sought God. Simeon was blessed by answered prayer. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. He asked to see the consolation of Israel, and God answered his prayer. He was moved by the Holy Spirit, and he went into the temple, and there, in the temple, in the arms of Mary, is the consolation of Israel. And what is his response? His response is rejoicing, thanking God for his answered prayer. You and I need to make sure that we thank God when he answers prayer, because he answers prayer. And we need to dare to thank Him when we don't even like the answer. We need to thank Him for answering, right? Because that's what He does. And Anna, having dedicated herself to the people coming to worship with fasting and praying, seeking and serving, not wasting, but worshiping, thanking God and encouraging those who are seeking and looking for the redemption of Israel. We need to be people who encourage others in their walk, who are patting people on the back, who are encouraging them with scripture or a hymn or a prayer. That is what we ought to be doing. Moms, that's what we get to do every day with our children. Tell them that we love them, saying prayers for them, pointing them to God, helping them to lean further into God. Look, I've launched seven, and that's still what I do. Sending text, sending hymns, sending words of encouragement, sending packages. That's actually one of my favorite things to do now in this season is I get to send care packages, right, to the kids, tucking in little things that I know will make them smile, right? And always a word from God. Always a word from God. That's what we get to do. Simeon and Anna are excellent examples of hope. The confident expectation that God's going to do is doing what he said he will do. We can depend on God. And Simeon and Anna lived with hope. Simeon and Anna also lived faithful. They were consistent examples of seeking and serving, seeking and serving. I see no evidence in this passage that they were complicating it. You and I complicate it. They were simply seeking and serving. Mom, you and I have an opportunity to to consistently, simply seek and serve. Seek the Lord and serve our families. Seek the Lord and serve our families. Seek the Lord and serve our families. That's an honor to God. That is the will of God. And thirdly, Simeon and Anna are excellent examples of what it looks like to be thankful. They were contented in their exaltation of the Almighty. Contented. Contented. Not restless, not wrestling, but contented and thankful. As we wrap up our look at these two saints... I have a few things that I want to dare us to do. As we await his second advent, I want to dare us to seek the Lord while he may be sound. That we would seek the Lord every day. In Matthew, the Lord admonishes, the Lord Christ admonishes us to seek him first. I want to dare you to seek him first. Seek him first every day. Seek him through prayer. Seek him through 
getting in His Word, seek Him through worship, but seek Him first. Secondly, I want us to dare to serve the Lord with gladness, with thanksgiving, with grateful hearts. Our husbands, our children, our neighbors. Look, it, it's not just what we do, it's how we do it. It matters. It matters how we do it. And that the joy of the Lord is our strength. As we clean up one, one, one more mess, make one more meal, right? Listen to one more recitation. Read one more read aloud. We do it joyfully as unto the Lord. I want us to dare to rejoice at His appearing. This season, we need to make sure that we are celebrating and rejoicing in the right thing, and that is His presence. For God so loved the world that He sent His only Son. Jesus was born in a major. That needs to be what we're rejoicing about. That needs to be what we're celebrating this season. Yes, let's enjoy. Let's enjoy finding something special for all the special people in our lives. Let's enjoy Christmas morning and open presents, but let us not let any of that overshadow His presence. Let us rejoice in His appearing, and let us continue. Let us dare to continue in the example of Simeon and Anna to continue in prayer and fasting as we await His second coming, because He's coming back. This time at Christmas, we're celebrating his first advent, but he will come again to take us home. All right, next time that we're together, we will wrap up the sixth of this series, and we'll talk to you then. Until then, have a great day. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a question or comment, we invite you to send it to info at rachelcarmen.com. And while you're at Rachel's website, check out her wonderful resources, including the Word in Motion Bible Curriculum. We want to take a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged, and we need accountability in the Word. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Real Refreshment Podcast. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you His peace, and throughout Scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.